Hello, welcome to Hope Church Harrogate's Message of the Week. If you'd like to connect with us, please head over to hopeharrogate.co.uk forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you. I love getting to share with you. It's so good to see your faces. It makes me really happy. And we're launching a sermon series on what? Oh, oh, Adam, Adam makes these beautiful PowerPoints and, and I feel like I don't use them enough to sort of make him feel loved. So here you go. So that Adam feels valued and loved. What a friend we have in Jesus. Wasn't that a beautiful slide? That is the uh, sermon series that we are in now. What a friend we have in Jesus. And it is such an excite. Oh, Ella makes them. Sorry, we deny Adam. Ella, beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm sorry, I miss misaligned things. Thanks. I like how he rushed for that, Adam. That's a leader right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, this whole what a friend we have in Jesus is such an exciting topic and something that is so close to my heart. Um, when I first moved to this country, uh, I don't know if you know, there's, there's a couple of people here in our church family who didn't uh, originate from this uh, country. And when I first came here, I found it really hard to make friends, uh, not because everyone wasn't friendly, but because uh, I just was used to a different way of making friends from Southern California. If you want to meet up and like start to make friendships, you go out to eat and everyone kept inviting me to their houses. And I was like, what is happening? That's way too intimate. I can't do that. And then they're going to want to come in my house. And I was sort of panicking and I didn't know what to do. People kept bringing me food. Why are they bringing me food? Now I'm like, hello, welcome. Yes, come bring things. But it was new and I didn't know how to do it. And I remember just a wanting friendship and having people I really loved, but I didn't know how to how to do it. And I came to two women who I just adored and we really like sparked, but I didn't know what to do. And I said, I really want to be your friend so much. I do not know how to do this. What do I do? And they were like, you come to our house for dinner. Then you invite us around to your house for dinner. I'm like, okay, let's do that. And I came over and I tried and they taught me how to do it. And I was really struck that sometimes we hear, what a friend we have in Jesus. And we're like, yeah, but actually knowing how to have a friendship with Jesus can sometimes not be organic or natural because it's a new way of doing friendship. It's a new way of engaging with someone. And over these next four weeks, we're going to be talking about what it truly looks like to have a deep friendship with God and how we can walk that out. And uh, so we are using John 15. And uh, so I'm going to read to you a little bit of John 15. If you're someone who likes having your Bible to touch it, smell it and stroke it, feel free to grab yours. If not, I'm going to use the slide. I know. So those of you who used to be talking are like, is Rachel okay? I'm okay. Uh, these slides were provided for me. Uh, right. So let's go back to the slides. Oop, I have to share my screen. Then. Otherwise, it's just you and me looking at each other smiling. Share screen, PowerPoint, share. John 15, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. This is Jesus talking and he's talking as an analogy. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. 
No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. That passage, uh, <laughs> I remember reading it as a kid and it, I had to like, you and me and you and hi and you. And I, I got a bit confused on the who's and the who's. And the the whole summary of this, this beautiful image that God gives us is that he is this vine and we are what comes out of him. And if we remain in him and he remains in us, all of this fruit will come. And I, I wanted to start off, I guess, by by just flagging up that he already loves us. So often the friendship is the friendship dance. Hello, do you like me as much as I like you? I can't tell. Do you like, I think you like me as much as I like you. Shall we tiptoe towards each other? And it becomes this little dance of how much do we like each other to begin to what level of friendship we're at. And Jesus already says, I'm in, I'm all the way in. I love you so much. I came to die for you. I've been pursuing you for hundreds and thousands of years. I want you to walk with me. There is no question about the depth of friendship that God wants with us, that Jesus is pursuing for us. It is up to us to say yes to that. We were made, I believe, the way our bodies are designed, the way our hearts and minds are designed, is that his love is designed to be the power, the center of it. When, when he created humans, he created humans to live in a garden with him, to live forever in relationship with him. And so I believe that's how we were put together, that we were put together, that at the very core of us was relationship with God. At the very core of how we thought about ourselves was how we saw ourselves in his eyes. At the very core of how we chose to love and act is is because we knew in the depths of our being how loved we were. We were made to operate in relationship with him. And when we sinned and walked away, when, when mankind began to separate themselves from God with sin, we began to not function right because we forgot how loved we were. We weren't spending every second of every day knowing that we were loved, accepted, valued, treasured, and, and something in how we work didn't function anymore. And out of that came pain and hurt and sin and all of that that perpetuates that. We were created for his love to be the battery power for how we operate. And God's saying to us, Jesus is saying to us, remain in that love. Come really close to me because I want you to see in my eyes always how loved you are. I want you to always know in the depths of who you are, how loved you are. When he says remain in me, it's not a controlling thing. It's not a, hey, come really close and you got to stay really close to it because ha ha ha. He's saying, come as close as you can to the love that will power you. Come as close as you can 
to my love. Remain in it. You don't have to go away from it. Stay. You don't have to fight to be liked. Just come on in and flop in my love and stay here. The second thing I wanted to remind us of in this whole passage is that I find it's a, a really powerful analogy. I don't have grapes in a vine. I was at my friend's house and she has this huge like grapevine thing on the top of her conservatory. It was horrifying. I have a plant. And as you can see, I'm not doing a very good job of taking care of my plant. Don't judge me. This is the best I've done. This thing has been alive for a lot longer than I think. Than normally they survive. And, uh, and he says in the passage, he goes back and I, I mean, I'll share the screen again. Uh, in this passage, he, can I go back? he talks about how he is the true vine and we are the branches. And if we remain in him and he in us, if we're all together in this thing, he can feed us and flow to us and, and make sure all of the nutrients get to the end bits of us. And he, he is the source of life for us. But if we don't remain in him, if we sever ourselves from him, then something happens. If he's feeding all of this, if I take my scissors and cut off one of these things, what's going to happen? I know I really wanted to do it in my head. I was going to do it. And then I can't because I love my plant so much and I kept it alive. I know. Thank you. But <laughs> I was like, let's pretend I'm being dramatic. Ha! Ah, I cut one off. But if I cut one off, if I cut one off, it would be lifeless. We have all these flowers sometimes that we bring in from outside and we try to keep them alive and then we just watch them slowly die because they're disconnected from what feeds them. They're disconnected from what, what pours them into. And, and Jesus is saying, I, I don't want you to just survive. I don't want you to, to just come into my love. I want you to know the blessing of it is when I am feeding you and encouraging you and giving you all you need that he is the source of us to stay connected to this. There's so much fruit that he offers us in friendship. What I love about the idea of fruit is that you don't have to work for it. I've never once looked at a grape plant and thought, oh man, those branches are working so hard. Good job, branches. You know, I don't just picture them being like, trying to push out fruit. There is something of just them existing connected to the vine that produces fruit. They are the channels of what the vine gives them. And there is so much promise in scripture of what God wants to give us, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. There are so many fruits of being connected to him. Not that we have to go, I have to be more patient, but that he grows in us that patience. He grows in us joy. And all we need to do is stay connected to him to remain close to him. And I think as I was praying for us, some of us feel, some of us feel, oh, look, here's one of them that fell. Look at my little, look at that guy. He disconnected from my plant. And some of us, some of us, I think, feel like that. Some of us have been through a real dry season where we feel like we are not being connected to the God who gives life, to the God who gives love. 
we sang that song and yet we may feel not connected to it and and jesus is calling us to him to say remain in me come connect in with the vine we want to remain in his love so that we can operate out of the love that he has given us we want to remain in his love so that we can connected to the source of all that is good that grows in us all that is of him that grows in us and i think as i was reading this over and over again i was challenged by how i think we as christians have adapted this idea of remaining we tend to go for a different approach because we know the value of feeling connected to God. We know the value of coming. We know the feeling that we get when we worship. We know that moment where we take time with God. And so we have created a pattern of connection. I have provided, all right, hold on. This was a complete run. Behold, a visual aid, everybody. Uh, there is, I know, thanks. I was struck by this remain in me. And I know so many times in scripture, to try to lower my chair. <laughs> um, so many times in scripture, we, um, we hear this call of Jesus to remain in me, to come close, to pull close, to come to me, all who are weary, all of this, come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me stuff. And I think that this is how we operate as Christians. We're like, ooh, I'm a sponge. I'm just gonna soak in worship and scripture. Mm, yeah, oh, I feel so filled up with you, God. Now I'm gonna go out into my normal everyday life. And then we're like, ooh, I ministered a little bit and oh yeah, and I, and I have four children, so that was, my morning and uh we are sort of just going on and we just feel so squeezed out a tough meeting you know and we're thinking oh i can't wait till sunday i can't wait till sunday till i can get back to it i really need a quiet time fully i can get some time and we feel like this dry wrung out sponge waiting to like crawl back to the presence of the living God. And we're like, yes, I finally get there. And we uh, and we can soak in it and we can get filled up again and we can get restored, yes. And then we try to go back to our normal lives. Let's go minister and share the gospel. And we do this over and over and over again, this squeezing out and coming back in. And what I find fascinating is that that is not what Jesus said. He didn't say, come, take, take a, take a little, a little refreshing bit and then see how long you can last. Uh, he says, remain in me, do all of life in there. Don't leave when you do it. Take good, this is it, this is your life. It's just you in God walking around and doing stuff. When I, when I did research, yes, I actually did research on sponges because that's what I do. And um, <laughs> now I'm really short and I'm not gonna adjust my stuff. Uh, when I, was looking at this, when I think of a sponge, you know, an actual sponge in nature, this is what I think of. Oops, those are grapes, in case you know what they look like. Right, this is the sort of like, you know, if you ever posh enough to own a natural sponge that you use in your bath, I never have been, but you know, this is what it looks like. And what I was horrified to discover is that that is not what they normally look like. That is not what a sponge normally looks like because that's a dead sponge. <laughs> We're all like, ooh, what a lovely sponge. This is what they look like when they are alive, when they are in the environment that they were created to be in. It looks like that, beautiful and alive and fresh. 
colorful and vibrant, deep and rich. They are these beautiful, alive sponges because they're remaining in the environment they were created to be in. We were created to operate in the love of God. We were created to exist surrounded by his love and his guidance and his presence and his joy. And we've got to stop squeezing ourselves out and trying to scramble back for, for a quiet time, for a, 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 an extra time. Now, special times with God, of course, are important. I'm not saying don't have Jesus times. I'm saying that I think we're being invited to a better version of friendship than what we sometimes claim. I um, I guess I just wanted to give you a couple of hows. And I am really aware, though, that how I do friendship with Jesus is not how you may do friendship with Jesus. And before, before I say anything, I just want you to know that your relationship with Jesus, your friendship with Jesus is going to look different than everybody else's. I know some, I know people who are deeply creative in how they hang out with Jesus. And I know people who are super talky and I know people who just aren't chatty people and therefore almost never talk to Jesus. They just hang out together and that's okay. There's no one right way to do friendship with Jesus because you and, and Jesus have this beautiful connection that's between you. He's saying to you, remain in me. It has nothing to do with how anyone else remains in him. But I would suggest that there are some general principles for this. One, live as his companion rather than as a pool to jump into. I, a long time began to, a long time ago, began to think that God exists in my space. I live in the very presence of the living God, but I often don't acknowledge it. And I began to think, what if I stopped thinking to myself, like in, in my real time, you know, I, I do a lot of thinking to myself, like, ooh, you know, what do I want for lunch? Or what should I watch for television? Or, ooh, I really like this show. Like just the normal thoughts that happen. I began to stop talking to myself and start talking to him. I go shopping with God and I watch TV with Jesus and I, I hang out with him and I laugh with him and I read a funny joke and I show him memes and I, I live with the presence of Jesus because he's here and he can just as much laugh with me as he can sweep away my pain and deal with my shame. And there is a joy in the living presence of God, not because you have to do anything different than just be with him, to talk with him, to laugh with him, to default to him being in the room. We are never alone. And there is a companion of love that is here with us that we can talk to and laugh with and ignore and be quiet with and have long, quiet car rides with because he wants us to remain in him. And therefore that's where the fruit comes in the normal, ordinary, everyday feeding our kids and reading books and being at work doing spreadsheets. He is there and he is growing if we, if we pull close to him. So I would suggest that you try to break out of the habits of pattern of the back and forths to wake up in the morning and say, okay, God, what's the schedule or to eat breakfast and chat to him about something to, to create patterns in your life that reminds you of the great presence of God, whether it's playing worship music, whether it's creating your own pattern, whatever you do, there's something about remembering to remain. Cause I think we naturally drift. I think we naturally drift. Sponges are fascinating and that they don't have an organ system. Their job, the way they get rid of toxins is to just exist in water and the water pushes it out. And I think there's so much about existing in the presence of God, consciously being aware 
of living in his love that sweeps away what is in us, that calls up, that his spirit convicts us and we respond to him. Chat to him, be ordinary. Do not feel like you have to be anyone else but yourself. You have a friend in Jesus who says, I love all of this, let's do life together. Let me, let me pull you close that I may feed you with the fruit that will give you life. Let me make you the colors that you were made to be so that you remain in me. So I'd just like to, to pray for us and then we're gonna go into communion. God, I thank you so much that you wanna be our friend. And just, just catches me by surprise sometimes. Sometimes I don't even wanna be my friend, <laughs> but you do. And I thank you that you delight in us and you think we're funny and you love us so deeply that you want us to remain in you and you want to remain in us. Wow. Thank you, God. I pray that as we go through our daily lives that can feel so ordinary and enclosed and unextraordinary, I thank you that you are in the midst of it. I thank you that you want to be our companion that you want us to be your companion in your life, in your adventures, in your callings and purposes. I thank you that you want us to be alive and fruitful and loved. And so God, teach us how to be friends with you. Just like my friends who did all the work and <laughs> taught me how to do it. God, teach us how to be your friend. Teach us how to know your friendship. Make us really aware this week of where you are in our lives. Help us break out of our patterns that we may exist in the very presence of God, like that sponge surrounded by you, like that branch connected to you. God, let us learn how to exist fully loved, fully connected, and fully bearing the fruit that remaining in you brings. <laughs>